Over the next four centuries or so, Scottish kings made their home in the abbey, preferring it to the bleak, windswept castle. During the 16th century, James IV started work on a new palace, and his successor, James V, continued it. Mary, Queen of Scots, lived most of her life here at Holyrood House Palace, and she married two of her three husbands here. It was also at Holyrood House that one of those husbands, Lord Darnley, arranged for the murder of her then private secretary, David Rizzio, because he believed the two were having an affair. And you can see the scene of the murder on the tour of the castle. After the monarchy was restored, following the Civil War of the 17th century, King Charles II came here to be crowned King of Scotland as well as King of England. While here, he made a series of improvements to the palace. After a period of neglect and decline, Holyrood House Palace's fortunes improved again when the young pretender, Prince Charles Edward Stuart, or Bonnie Prince Charlie, came to live here. Soon after she bought Balmoral in Aberdeenshire, Queen Victoria became a regular visitor to Scotland, and so the palace was renovated and used frequently during her reign. More recently, the present Queen's grandparents, King George V and Queen Mary, installed electricity and bathrooms. Today, Holyrood House Palace is where members of the royal family stay when they're carrying out engagements in Scotland. During the Queen's Holyrood Week, which usually runs from the end of June to the beginning of July, Her Majesty carries out a range of official engagements here. Holyrood House Palace is open to the public and there are guided tours. The ticket office is to your right as you walk down the driveway towards the wrought iron gates. From one of the oldest buildings in Scotland to one of the newest, Opposite Holyrood House Palace is the new Scottish Parliament building with its wooden poles and slats and grey slate panels. In 1997, the Scottish people voted in a referendum to have their own Parliament again for the first time since 1707 when England and Scotland were united. A competition was held in 1998 to find an architect and the winner was a Spaniard, Enrique Morales. There might be something in the fact that Morales, who is based in Barcelona, comes from a region of Spain that is also constantly striving to assert its independence and its own identity. As for the building itself, when he unveiled his plans, Morales said, the Parliament should be able to reflect the land it represents. The building should arise from the sloping base of Arthur's seat and arrive into the city, almost surging out of the rock. There are flower motifs around the building, and these, together with Morales' use of simple varnished wood, are intended to emphasise this natural, organic feel. In the four-acre complex, there are gardens and paths, as well as views of Arthur's seat through the large windows of the public gallery in the debating chamber. Almost all the materials used are indigenous to Scotland. With its rather higgledy-piggledy layout, 
the building is supposed to mirror the medieval streets in this, the oldest part of Edinburgh. The open style of the building is to encourage the Scottish people to feel engaged with the politicians working inside it. Members of the Scottish Parliament began to move into the building during the summer of 2004, and it was officially opened by the Queen in October of that year. Sadly, Enrique Mirales didn't see this as he died before the project was completed. But the new Scottish Parliament building has suffered its fair share of controversy, as public buildings in Britain often do. Some people have complained about its striking modernity, while others say it's too cluttered. Many more have been unhappy about the cost. At just over £400 million, the final bill was ten times the original forecast. So...